This is Courage Cast. Faith, inspiration, and motivation for today. Rochelle Harwell, thanks for coming on with me. Well, thanks for having me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I I don't know. I know it's funny because we normally just talk on the phone, but I feel like I have to be more official when I say thanks for coming on with me. Um, So, (laughs) Rochelle, we it seems like it was just yesterday, but it was last week. You and I had an adventure. We went Mm -hmm. out uh, on the streets of Brentwood and Brentwood, Tennessee here. And we cold called, we just visited locations. So we started out with salons, but then as we were going, we, uh, we stopped at other places, things, other places had some really great conversations with people and all in all, it was like a really great experience. I felt like for us, how did how did you feel about it? You know, I think it was, um, it was a great experience. Um, definitely. I think, you know, this isn't something that we would normally do on a day-to-day basis. So we're stepping out of our comfort zone. Um, but I felt really good. I felt energized mm-hmm. <laughs> the entire time that we were out there. It was just fun being, you know, in fellowship with you and doing this together with you and, um, you know, stepping outside of our comfort zone and our Beyond, going out beyond our boundaries, I guess I should say. Yeah. So just to set this up a little bit for everyone else, Rochelle, you have been a silver leader in doTERRA uh, for a while. We have been working together in our doTERRA business since mm-hmm. uh, I met you. I started meeting with you and talking with you on a regular basis. Was it like 2015? I think something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 2015. Yeah. Um, and we just instantly connected and you were living in Peshtigo, Wisconsin at that point. Yes. Way up north. <laughs> Way up yonder up there. That's right. That's uh, right. Yeah. Um, now you had been uh, living in Nashville, kind of grew up around here or lived around here a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. I think you grew up in California, right? Yeah. Originally from California. Mm-hmm. Um spent 15 years here in the Nashville, Tennessee area um, before I met my husband and he was in Wisconsin. And when we got married, I made the move and moved on up north. So spent two and a half years up in Wisconsin. And now we're back here in Nashville. Now you're back. You've been all over the place. You were part of the the group, the Christian group called the Darrens back in the day. Yes. 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 And if nobody's heard of us, that's totally okay. (laughs) But you can still find you on iTunes. That's right. You can you can you can do that, or you can do YouTube search, and you'll find myself and my three awesome sisters with me. <laughs> yeah, that's really cool. Um, so, uh, what was it for you? Uh, what was kind of your story? A lot of times, people kind of get to the point of, you know, needing a story, uh, or not needing a story, but needing some help with their health or their wellness. What's your story from a from a, a wellness and a, a using DoTerra? Um, perspective. Um, well, I got my start six years ago. I enrolled through my sister, Krista, and actually, um, attended a class that Christy Hughes was teaching along with your wife, Christy. Hmm. And, um, I was on a search to find a natural option. Um, I was diagnosed 
um, with epilepsy at the age of seven. And so I was really trying to pursue something that was a little bit more natural, holistic, um, that would allow me to kind of move in a direction towards possibly coming off the medication. Mm -hmm. Um, We had tried it once before and nothing seemed to work. It always threw me back into a grand mal seizure. And so I was really on a quest to um, figure out what a possible natural solution would be to help maintain um, healthy brain activity and allow the neural waves to connect in the way that God has created them um, to. And so long story short, um, my journey began with frankincense. Um, you know, the king of oils, what everybody calls it. And I just, you know, I, I started, started taking baby steps um, and started implementing it in my everyday use gradually. So um, not knowing a lot about essential oils, I was kind of a, a skeptic. And so my slow step into it was using it topically. And over the years, I branched out and started using it internally, and we just use it now. And so um, we have found it beneficial for me. Um, so that's how, what got me started on this journey. And, um, you know, I continue to, to use it daily, and it has been, you know, a lifesaver, I would say. Yeah. <laughs> God has used it to play a part of a healing story um, for myself and my entire family, really, for being honest. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Uh, There's lots of, so many uses for frankincense, and I know frankincense has been such a big part of um, helping you with with your mom, who's been dealing with, uh, who had a stroke recently. And Mm -hmm. uh, uh, I know that that's been a a huge part of it for you as well. So, yeah. um, what made you decide, when did you realize, I think I want to help others do this. I want to help others with the you same know, things that's helped me. Yeah. Um, so I can remember the day, um, very clearly it was, um, I, you know, again, Tim and I were in Wisconsin and I had just had my first child and, um, we came out to Nashville, Tennessee, and we had been thinking about, oh, is this something that's a fit for our family? Um, I love sharing the oils. I loved just giving them away to people in our community there in Peshtigo, Wisconsin. And so, um, we had started praying about, is this a fit for our family, um, to do as a business? And we had come home, um, Memorial Day in 2015, and I attended a, um, like a little mini conference in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. And at the time, I had taken my, um, you know, one-month-old baby to this conference. And I remember looking at her in her car seat, and I remember thinking, you know, I know, I always think I'm a big-picture thinker. And so I knew that whatever I did in life, my heart's desire was to leave a legacy behind for my children Mm -hmm. and for their children to come. And and so um, I remember sitting there and listening to the doctors speak and I just thought, you know what, I know God has gifted me to serve and to love others. And so my husband and I just started praying, what would this look like? If you're calling this to be a ministry for our family, what would that look like for our family? And so I can remember vividly, like, I mean, almost like it was yesterday that he just said, I just want you to go be you. And I want to do take something ordinary, like an essential oil, and I want to use you to do something extraordinary in the lives of those who are broken and sick. Mm. And so I brought that home to my husband and I said, here's what I think the Lord's telling me to do. And we, we never looked back. We took one step um, in front of another and we started this, you know, oil journey um, as a ministry. And it truly is a ministry. I have a difficult time saying that it's business. 
um, just because my, I never said yes to this for the financial benefit. It really was to reach out to others for gospel opportunities. Mm-hmm. And we've seen that in my three years of doing this as a business, we've seen um, God open up doors um, that has allowed me to share oil, that has, has allowed me to be in relationship with people I would have never been in relationship with. Yeah. And let's clarify for people. Um there is nothing wrong biblically with uh, business uh, in any way. Absolutely uh, not. And uh, I know no. that's not what, you know, what your heart, but you're not, it's not that you're doing this for the love of money. It's not you're doing this for the, the you know, money as an idol. Um, you're doing this. It's wonderful. It, the money enables you to do the ministry work that you feel yes. called and compelled to do. And, and we're grateful for that. And we, we, we yes. pray for, for more financial blessing um, <clears throat> in your business. Cause in some ways it's, it's uh it's connected. You know, the more ministry, the more we serve, the more we love, uh, the money does follow uh, that. And, Absolutely. Uh, and, but if, and if it didn't, yeah. it, you'd still be doing it. So, um, so you're, what, what I love about it is we, I just talked with Amy Beagler and Amy Beagler is a direct result of you ministering to people. And, uh, and mm. she's one of the fruit. Um, you know, the relationship and the, the, the fruit of, of that is some of the things that are burgeoning in, in her um, ministry and yeah. her work in with doTERRA. So tell me a little yeah. bit about how you met some of these people, because it was a very small community that you were a part of. Peshtigo is, I don't know, yeah. just a few thousand people, if, if that. Yeah, we were in a small town of um, a little, probably a little bit over 3,500 people. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I always tell people it really doesn't take much to, to start this business and to launch your business. Um, Tim and I lived in a 900 square foot apartment. And, um, I, you know, I'm, I'm a firm believer that if you're faithful with the little, God will bring the much to you. And so um, he did that. You know, we, we would, I would hold classes in my 900 square foot apartment, you know, with my brand new baby and Tim would go in the bedroom and watch her and take care of her while I would um, open up our house to a group of women. Um, and when it first started, it was just a class here and there. And then it quickly just launched into holding multiple classes and then hosting um, in that community. And so it, what I loved about it is we were kind of in this small town watching um a community of women come together and they were truly desiring to want to do better for themselves and want to do better for their families. Mm -hmm. And so we just kind of watched this wellness, I don't even know, wellness journey launch um, in that small little community. And if you know anything about small communities, you're like family anyway. And so we just watched the bond become tighter. And so it was just fun doing life with these people. Um, we had a great time going into like one of the things that when I, when we got started on this, um, we wanted to do ministry opportunity. And so we would go to the local um, senior living facilities and offer hand massage and just connect with those people who maybe had family, family that were local, but maybe didn't and just needed a loving touch. And so that was one of my biggest memories with the group of women um, that we connected with there. And so little by little seeds were being planted. And, you know, the next thing I know, a year later, there's this whole movement in Peshtigo, Wisconsin <laughs> and Marinette. And it's just really cool. It's a super cool thing. Yeah. Yeah. Cause now, so now you, you have this, business and now of people 
Um, there is, there's mm-hmm. a community, there's, there's a relationship. Um, so what did you do to kind of intentionally begin to, um, to, to kind of organize this a little bit better? Um, because it, it went from, you know, just loving on people to, whoa, there's like hundreds of people now that are doing yeah. this here in this area. Um, how did you yes. organize and, um, you know, what, what are some things that you think are some key things? If you're speaking to another wellness advocate, hypothetically, you're talking sure. to a, a brand new wellness advocate who has the same vision as you do. Um, what's mm-hmm. some of the advice as they start to enroll people? What's the, the, some of the advice from your experience that you can give them? Um, well, I would say, number one, make sure you get connected with a mentor. <laughs> you have been a huge help. Um, and I think it's important that you have a mentor with anything that you do in life. That's my personal aspect and my take on, on things. Um, but especially when it gets when it comes to the business, because you need someone that's going to be kind of your help you be an anchor in times where you get like a little distraught mm. um, and you get a little weary. You, you need to have that connection that helps put you back into alignment um, so that you can run the race that you were meant to run. Um, so that's what I would say, recommend first off, get, mm. get a mentor. Um, but then I think I would just say, take baby steps, you know, use the resources that you have, you know, like I've got a girl currently right now um, who is a friend of mine and she's thinking about possibly um, pursuing the business um, side of this. And and I am so excited for her, but I'm, I'm telling her right now, take the time to get to know your oil, mm. um, invest in yourself first, because when you invest in yourself and you see the fruit of what you're investing in start to branch out your testimony becomes even greater and people want to hear your authentic story, your true, real authentic story. And so that would be my advice too: is start using the oils. And if you find something that works, just be on the lookout is what I always tell everybody. Be on the lookout and hear, just have your eyes and your ears open to where you can maybe meet a need. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just starts with sharing one. I, you know, I know that my first person I think I shared with up in, Peshtigo, Wisconsin with Shelly Pat, and she was getting ready to sing at um, her daughter's um, wedding and she got laryngitis like two days before the wedding. And so we incorporated some oils and she had, she got her, her voice back so she could sing at her daughter's wedding. And so it was not trying to put myself on a big scale because oftentimes in this business, you can run a race and you can get preoccupied with what everybody else is doing my advice would be hone in and figure out what to you. So whatever is birth forth will be authentic. It will be real. It's not something. And then you get to run your race like at a sustainable rate. You're not yeah. running out of energy. Does that make sense? Yeah. Well, I think it's great. Um, what I'm intending to do with our conversations here is um, I want people to see that it's possible. I, there's so much comparison mm-hmm. that's being done and it's the thief of joy. It, it just, it will, it Absolutely. will ruin you. I think there's, um, I think we need more authenticity. We need more um, real stories. We need more encouragement. Um, and in, in life in general, but specifically in this doTERRA uh, race that we're all running, we need to hear the real stories. We need to hear the struggles. We need to hear the mm-hmm. challenges. We need to hear reality. Um, but we also need to know that it's possible to overcome those. And uh, with yeah. some diligence, it's not a difficult 
uh, business. It's yeah. very simple. There's real. I see it as three phases. I see that you have to master being a user. You have to master. Mm-hmm. There's a mastery in using the products. Um, there's a mastery in being a teacher. Um, in being able mm-hmm. to teach, you know, be able to share, be able to to uh, to do that in a in a very concise way, and then there's a mastery in uh, duplication, uh, in duplicating yeah. what those two elements into other people. If you can duplicate the first two elements, using and teaching into other people, then uh, you've done it, and uh, and that's yes. the, that's the phase you're in right now. Is the third phase of yes duplicating yourself. What are some of the challenges that you're experiencing and how are you growing? Um, did, did moving away from Peshtico, uh, was that a challenge for you? One of those challenges? You, you know, it was because this is where my business and ministry started. And so when we left, that's almost like leaving and going into an unfamiliar territory, even though Nashville was safe, all my family was here um, I was moving. I was moving into new territory, and not to mention I was juggling, you know, at the time a one and a half year old, and we were expecting our second child. And so, our, you know, if I could encourage anybody, you know, the past two years for us as a family has been difficult, but as a, um, you know, owning your own business, it's been super difficult trying to juggle it all. But in the back of my head, and our focus as a family is we are, we know that God's called me to this. So we were never going to stop running the race, running, stop, stopping the race was not an option for it. It's not an option for our family. Um, and so I think having our eyes focused on that was what kept me going through the really difficult times, you know, because I had child number two, right when we moved here about four months after moving here, and then two months after that, my mom suffered the massive stroke. Mm. And so juggling life has been very overwhelming but I can sit here today and in this moment and on this day and say, praise be to God, because he's reviving my heart where I am a stronger leader now than I was two years ago. And mm-hmm. so even though that time was super difficult, um, I'm here now a stronger woman, a more confident leader. And I know that everything that was the difficult and the struggle in the past two years is, is going to prove for his good. And so, um, you know, I, the way I mentor my leaders, um, because life's going to happen to all of us as business women, as businessmen, it happens. And so um, my key and all the, all the girls that I work with, all the ladies that I work with, they know this. My mentor calls with them is about doing life. We do life together first and then we do business. Mm. And the reason why is when business gets really hard. I want the core of what's at our heart is to be relationship. And so I want that to be authentic. And so it gives my leaders the freedom to say, I'm having a really bad month right now. I can't even focus on business. Mm. And they know they're going to come back to me. um, They're going to hear me say, hey, that's okay. Take a break. Go do what you need to do. Invest in your family. Invest in your marriage. Whatever that needs to be, do that first because that's what God's given to you first. And so... um, I think a lot of that comes down to, too, Eric, is knowing your why. Mm. What is at the core of your why of what you're doing? And um, 
I know at the core of my why is because I desire to leave a legacy behind for my girls, but really for anybody who comes in contact with me, um, because at the end of this race, I want to hear God say, well done, my good and faithful servant. And so that's the heart behind that. And so that's what gives me hope. That's what gives me the strength to carry on in really difficult times, because the past two years have been rough. But I will tell you this right now, um, the past three months, my family and I have been praying and God has just brought women and moms to me who need essential oils and they need um, restoration in their family. And I have not gone without at all in the past two years, but in the past four months, as we've started to lay our request boldly before the Lord, he's bought, he's just brought enrollment out of nowhere. I didn't go pursue them. They, he literally has brought people to me. And like last night I got a phone call. Hey, can I do a one-on-one with her? And I said, yeah, absolutely. And she enrolled. Mm. So I just think it's persevering and pushing through the really tough times and recognizing, Hey, I'm in laboring right now. I'm laboring last, the past two years has been laboring and I feel like God is bringing forth and letting me birth this child of a ministry that he's going to have for me. And I'm starting to see that, you know? So my encouragement out there would be just keep pushing through the labor pains. Um, and it's going to be worth it because at the end of the day, you're going to quote unquote, hold that beautiful baby in your hand and it's going to be worth it. You never look back with regret. Um, you know, the pains in the past and you're moving forward. And good to have community around you because I know yesterday, for example, was a really difficult day for you uh, because Mm -hmm. (laughs) it seems like it seems like sometimes it pours down on us, doesn't it? All of the challenges and struggles. It seemed like uh, all the customers come come a raging at one point. And uh, that happens to all of us. Yes. And it did yesterday. <laughs> you know, it, it, it's definitely one of those things where um, when things happen like that, I just, I have the mindset of thinking breakthrough is about to happen. And it may not be tomorrow. It may not be, you know, a month from now, but I believe my foundation is firm and solid in trusting that God's going to bring what is what he's writing in my story. No one can take that away from me. And I think, you know, going back to the beginning of this interview, That's what I learned with us going from door to door to door to door. Did I think that God had something in store for me to walk away with enrollment that day? No, I mean, that would have been nice, but I don't think that that was at the core of that. I think what he was wanting to do was he was wanting me to get outside of my comfort zone. He wanted me to stretch um, muscles that hadn't been stretched in a while. And um, he wanted to do something new in my heart. He wanted to reignite the fire um, that was in me two years ago. And, mm-hmm. you know, since last week, business has kind of just taken off. Um, and I believe that there will be obstacles, but I believe he was faithful over the past two years to provide financially because I never went without in the past two years. Um, and I, I believe um, he's going to be faithful to provide in the future as well. Yeah. It's almost like it kind of broke a little bit of a log jam that you might have been experiencing. Yeah. Getting out of your comfort zone, talking to, we might have t- talked to maybe 12 people. And I honestly, yes. standing next to you, I realized, wow, she is a, she is a powerful leader. Just the way you Aww. took command of the conversation. And, you know, I think the first visit that we had, I kind of stepped up and, felt like I'm your, I'm your diamond leader. So I need to do the talking. And so I kind of did that at first. And then I was like, wait a minute, Rochelle is doing this really, really well. Like I don't need to be doing anything. So it was great (laughs) just to kind of sit back, go in there, let you steer the conversation. 
And um, I remember one of the visits we had, we didn't even go in there to sell them on anything. We didn't even go in there to talk about essential oils. We went into this restore place, which does cryotherapy. And I, we yeah. just got curious and we ended up having yeah. one of our best conversations. Yeah. Yeah. That was a fun one. I, you know, I think something else that like was sparked in that entire time is, you know, I've, I'm, I'm geared towards the medical industry because I was blessed to work with breast cancer patients for eight years. And so I realized when we went into that restore wellness, that's where that passion came alive again, um, because they're helping people um, overall health, you know, and so immediately what came to my mind were patients that I had worked in the past with for eight years. And so I think that's kind of a spark that was ignited that day too, is, you know, knowing that I didn't go out and seek this opportunity. Again, this is my story. So anybody who's listening, this is my personal story. I didn't go out seeking the opportunity to do doTERRA as a business. This is something that I truly believe God called me to. And so if I believe God called me to that, this ministry, do I, do I, am I going to go and move in the confidence that he's with me on this journey? And I think that's what came to life that day is that there was a confidence ignited in me that, you know what? I may have been on hiatus for two years, but now it's time to get hit the road and start running again because mm. there's a confidence in me that I know what I'm talking about, not because I have a degree or anything like that, but it's because of who God's called me to be as a woman and as a leader and as a wellness advocate. Yeah. And so for me, he gets the final say. So mm-hmm. <laughs> does that make sense? Like it does to me, it doesn't matter what anybody else thinks of me yeah. it, it, in the, in the big picture, it's what he thinks of me. And so mm-hmm. I left there that Tuesday going, dude, I've got this. But I will tell you, it took you coming with me to, to like, kind of help push me along. Yeah. You know, it was almost like, it was almost like, okay, you're on a, you're on a tricycle and Rashawn, I'm going to take the training wheels off of you, yeah. uh, off of your bike. And like, it was almost like I could ride again and my hands were being thrown back out in the air because there was a sense of freedom in all yeah. of that, you yeah. know? Yeah. It was, it, for me, I just, I wouldn't want to do that on my own. I just have so much right. more fun doing it with someone else. And I, I think another big takeaway that we can share with others is do get get lined up, locked together, locked arms, lock arms with somebody else because there's strength. Mm-hmm. In, there truly is strength in numbers, even if it's just one more person that you have next to you. Yeah. It's like you have a shared experience together. I think that's why it was so successful for you in Peshtigo because you had a shared experience yeah. with those ladies that um, gave yeah. you confidence. Um, and then when you left that, you're kind of back on your own again. You have been for a while. And now it's mm-hmm. like, no, now I'm, it just took that little spark of, yeah, I do. I do have this and I do have that. And, we're, yeah. and I hope you and I will do it more because it, it really is fun. I needed it just as much as you needed it, apparently. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Yeah. No, it was, it, it was a blast. It definitely was a blast. And I will tell you this, it is great to do it in numbers, but if I can encourage anybody out there who's just starting their journey, you don't have to have somebody. You know, at the time when I got started in Peshtigo, Wisconsin, I didn't really have anybody there. Like, I didn't have a mentor that, you know, my sister enrolled me, but we she wasn't really doing the business in, like, full throttle, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, she was doing it, just not... In, you know, she was supportive of me, but she wasn't there with me. So every little step that I had to do out on my own was on my own. And so I hope that somebody, whoever's listening to this, that 
starting this journey going, well, gosh, I don't have a mentor. I don't have anybody here. Go do it anyway. Call up a friend or two, invite them over for dinner because I did that too, just to have dinner with them because I, I valued their friendship. And then it just led into an oil conversation. Mm-hmm. And the next thing you know, she's calling me the next day saying I want to enroll. And so it was it was these little tiny ants falling on the ground where at, then at some point God just ignited this forest fire of wellness advocates out in Wisconsin. And so I just think you have to start somewhere. Yeah. So whatever that looks like for your story, you don't have to have a lot. Do be faithful with the little mm-hmm. um, and, and just see what, what happens. It starts with one. It always starts with yeah. one. And when you're faithful, when you're shown to be faithful, uh, when he sees that you're faithful, be faithful with, with the little things, the one thing that you're given. That's that's a principle mm-hmm. of stewardship. He will be faithful to give you more. I've seen it happen Amen. over and over and over again. So what a great thing to remember as you are a wellness advocate out there uh, stewarding the resource of essential oils, of the products that you represent. Um be faithful in what you've been given. If you're just yeah. a user right now, be faithful in being a user that is that ma- that basically is a master of using those oils, you know, uh, using those yeah. products. Explore yeah. new products, right? Absolutely. And if I would encourage those who are just users and you're like, oh, I really want to do the business, like you feel this pull to do that. Um, I would encourage you to be faithful with your family first and invest 100% there and then the business will just come naturally. It'll be a byproduct of been doing at your home. So yeah. make your family a priority first, and um, God will open up the doors for yeah. more opportunities to happen. Yeah. And a lot of times people will say, "Oh, I just don't have any builders. I don't have any builders. I'd love to build this business, but I don't have any builders." Well. I, I think your first priority is if you don't have builders, then then tr- then make sure you're creating great customers. Take a few steps back. Yeah. Are you are you being faithful in helping other people become great customers? Because that's the very first thing you need to do is duplicate that in others. Um, yeah. So yeah. Get back to following Absolutely. up. Absolutely. You know, talking with your customers. Yes. Loving them well. Yes. Follow up and invest. Follow up and invest and, um, you know, do much with what God's entrusted you with already. Yeah. And and I do believe, um, you and I have had this conversation, Eric, um, but I do believe that you don't, you know, you, you don't necessarily have to be enrolling all the time. You, um, you just need to be investing in your customers and allowing them to see the benefits of not just essential oils, but the entire company as a whole, because there's so many other products people can be investing in. It's helping them um, get a perspective of the consumables that they spend on a day-to-day basis already, period. They go to Walmart, Target, whatever it is, and how doTERRA provides some of that. Um, So, you know, it's it's a perspective change too. So, yeah. yeah. If you're used to buying on Amazon uh, Prime, uh, your products, it's very similar to that. It's very similar to that. You can make a lot of great comparisons to um to online shopping because that's how you're getting your products um yes absolutely it's just better products and the doTERRA membership nothing beats it um in every every way when you're on the loyalty rewards program and it's kind of like a combination of 
of all kinds of different things, Amazon Prime, Costco membership, Southwest, uh, my, uh, you know, rewards miles. Um, it's like all of that combined into one is your doTERRA membership. So um, anyway, yeah, uh, I'm preaching to the choir. I know that. So Rochelle, uh, this has been awesome. This <laughs> Would you has like been me awesome. to finish in a song? I'm just kidding. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Sing us, uh, sing us a Darren's tune. One of your standards no, I'm totally to joking. close us out. <laughs> I might play a Darren song at the end of this interview just for people to enjoy, if that's okay. Yes. Okay. All right. Rochelle Harwell, an amazing leader, just a wonderful human being and a, and a woman of God. Um, grateful to, to know you, just humbled to know you and have you uh, mm-hmm. and be able to work with you and, and do this uh, doTERRA life with you. And, and um, I wish you nothing but the best in everything you put your hands well, to. Thank you, Eric, very much. And I just, I'm grateful for you. I'm grateful for your family and just the blessing um, you have you have been, you know, God's writing an internal story um, in all of our lives. And in this moment, he's using you and Chrissy and your family to just speak life over our family. And we will be forever grateful for that. Amen. I received that. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, all right, Rochelle, um, great things to come. Thanks for taking the time with me. Amen. Okay. Okay. Thanks, Eric. Thanks, Eric. 